Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Cool. here from Dimp Digital. Welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is Dimp Digital's flagship video game podcast where we take you through the ups and the downs of the video game world. We are here on your favourite podcast app and YouTube absolutely free. However, if you want to support our grassroots independent endeavour, head over to patreon.com forward slash Dimp Digital and join the community. Hashtag hand in pocket. Once again, I'm joined by the reigning FGL Grand Prix winner. It's the resident referee. It's Logan. How's it going? Yep, good. As always, happy to be here doing this with you. It's always a pleasure on our little Friday routines to do this. Yeah, get it out. Early access for the patrons on the Saturday morning once I've done all the editing Friday evening. And um, actually, I save it till the next day now because I used to get so drawn out doing it all like i'd record edit do all the crap and then i think oh, i can't do this so now record render and then do all the other crap but it goes out saturday for the the patron so that is one of the perks that you will mostly get again never commit into 100 percent because i might be late i might be late one week this is not a professional outfit so you kind of have to take the rough with the smooth let's get- people be surprised to hear that though right i mean Will they? Most people will probably go, what? Not professional, not full-time. Not full-time, no. Um, mm. Be light work, wouldn't it, if you just did one podcast a week? And that I always wonder who job. does like... Well, imagine what Rogan's doing. What's he do, three does a week? One, three or four weeks? Yeah, I mean, it feels like he does them every day. I mean, he yeah. also doesn't. But it feels... Imagine churning that out. And they're three, there, hours, three long. And hours Yeah. Yeah. But then he just goes, obviously, to someone and goes, yeah. There's your material. Get that up and sorted. Someone do the YouTube. He's obviously not sitting there. And it helps when Spotify pay you millions of dollars to <laughs> to go over there. Have a chat. Right. Yeah, yeah, to have a chat. I mean, it's crazy, but good mm. on him, I say. It's excellent. Um, the one true way to start a podcast is undisputed. It is delay news. And it's a little bit of a off-kilter one. The only reason I mention it is because it's in a Grand Prix team. So I'm trying to use the the teams and the games that people have put forward in the fantasy game as like a basis of what to keep an eye on. And Mm. obviously I'll use my own logic where we've missed obvious games that are important. That sometimes happens. But the day before was on Mr. Adkins' list, uh, quite low down at number nine. But he's had his eye on this for a while, and that's hit uh, another delay. His initial release date was actually last year. And it's been crapped on. And there's been various sort of issues as to why. Some are saying it's because there's a, a legal dispute around the name of the game. Um, others are saying the game's just not ready again. It, I'd encourage people just to find a trailer of the day before. And visually, and it's obviously marketing material, it looks really impressive. But when you keep seeing delays like this, when it's coming from a relatively unknown team concerns have to be raised now Adkins has got to sit there and think right when if they've already delayed it once this year is it going to be happening again and are we going to be waiting for 2024 so he's got a little dilemma on his hands whether he wants to do that but the day before 
knocked out of its initial 2023 release date. Anyway, speaking of the Fantasy Gaming League, we have some quite meaningful updates for this edition. First of all, let's start with Biff. Now, Biff's actually got a... He's had a bit of a up-and-down week, to be honest. Number one game, Forspoken came out for Biff. Hit a score of 69! His first game out of the blocks has landed on a 69 at present on Open Critic. Now, I called this in the group minutes before... Well, maybe it was about 25 minutes before the reviews were dropping, saying, look, got a feeling this is going to get crapped on. Biff was hoping for minimum 75. I don't know why he's aiming that low. Like, <laughs> we always say 80s, don't we? That's what you want. And then 85s yeah. if possible. Um, but yeah, Forspoken's come out and got a 69, so not doing too well with the critics. Any surprises there? I mean, I don't assume this was even on your list of your, your championship list lurking, because... It was highly anticipated. It is a timed exclusive on PlayStation. It's not developed mm. by PlayStation. It's I think it's Luminous from Square Enix. They're the ones publishing it. But usually, mm. money Sony usually put money behind decent projects that score well, even if they're from a third party. Like we're gonna yeah. get we're gonna get Final Fantasy 16 hopefully late this year. That doesn't get delayed, and that'll be mm. a similar vein where a third party's been paid a bit of money to keep it exclusive. But a bit of a faux pas here potentially. Yeah, I mean, I actually, I can tell you exactly where I had it on my list. Bang in the middle, 13th, mm. spoken because I was a bit, um, I was a bit unsure about it as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't say it's hugely unsurprising. Um, I, I just don't know why he had it so high up, to be honest. We had it number eight. Oh, and, and, you right, know, and you know the GP, you just get what you're given towards the back yeah, end because it's yeah. so, yeah. there's 60 games there. And yeah, but even at number eight, I still think, well, I mean, it hasn't got, you know, sitting there at number five slots down on mine. It could have easily gone even lower if I'd have probably put more effort into it. Yeah. Like, as in, if I'd actually properly thought about that, it'd probably be, when I've still got Bayonetta and things below it. So you go, well, what are you doing, Logan? So, yeah. um, I kind of figured it'd never get down there. It was kind of just a list. Below 10, I was like, that's just a list that I can pick from. But if, it was 13. Yeah. So it, was, um, it was lurking somewhere, mm. but uh, not not doing too well, unfortunately, for Spoken. I will say, when this first, the game was first sort of revealed, it's called Project Something to start with. I can't remember what it's exactly called, but um, it looked like it could be really good. Like I really liked the, the look of it and the way the parkour was kind of blended in with the combat, and the combat looked really mm. snappy. And, and then when they released that demo late in 2022, <laughs> and I got my hands on it, I thought, what are we doing here? He played the demo, though. I know. This is what was... annoys me. He played it. Said right, it was shit. Said it was shit. So he knew what he was getting <laughs> and then still went, oh, I hoped it would get better. It's like when I, it really annoys me when people do that, because very rarely have I played any kind of pre-release. It's been markedly different yeah. from like version 1.0. Yeah. It just isn't. You know, what they've done and what they're showing you is basically what the game is, bar a few tweaks. It's like, yeah, if you didn't like it, yeah, you know, you've only got yourself to blame sometimes. No, it made me laugh that when he when he revealed that in the group, I forgot he'd played it, and mm. you just responded saying, "Didn't trust his own eyes." Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you just why ignore what's in front of you and your own like? Why would you put something in your list that you've don't? I mean, I'm not everything in my list will I play, but if no. I don't play and I've played it, then I'll be relatively sure that it will at least review well. And it's like, there was no guarantees this would review well, no. and it, he didn't like it, so it shouldn't have been there. <laughs> Strange, bizarre behaviour, but 
That's Lamley's team. And, and to be honest, he said it's all over. And I'll quickly remind him that you won with two below 70 games in your yeah. list last year. So yeah. it's not all over at all. It's uh, everyone, I think at least uh, be. It'll be a really good run if someone in the in the Grand Prix got 80s across the board, simply because yeah, yeah, there's yeah. 60 games in the whole, you know, competition required. It's just so difficult. But mm. what he will be pleased with is that Dead Space Remake has hit the reviews, and at the moment it's climbed itself up to a score of 90. So an up and down week, as we said for for Mr. Biff, that actually puts him in the lead of the Grand Prix. He's the only person out of two games, 159 score and an average of 80 now, which is not to be sniffed now. Mm. So that full spoken's almost been papered over immediately for him. It's kind of bowed, <laughs> yeah. it's bowed him out really. Um, yeah. But more kind of, I guess, relevant to you is that is one of your Grand Prix games. So you've now got Dead Space at 90, which Biff gave you. Adcock gave you Fire Emblem Engage 82. You're sitting on a lovely 172 score and an average of 86 after two games. Getting out of the blocks early. Was this the plan? I mean, you can't plan because you didn't know what people were going to give you, but you know, no. it's, it's a tactic that can that can pull off. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad Dead Space was pulled in. You know, I think Fire Emblem I had down at like 15th on my list. So it wasn't... I'll yeah. take an 82. Like, you know, I think generally... You just want to avoid dropping into the seventies early doors. I think is where I'm at. So, yeah, reasonably happy. Obviously, I was semi-confident Dead Space would do well, barring any catastrophic disasters in that remake. But I think it—it it was one of those ones that looked like it was going to be pretty close to a banker. Yeah, or as yeah. close as you get to it. So, uh, yeah, I'm pleased that that one scored well. No, indeed. And I was—I was—I thought this would score well. If you had to, again. It's all a betting mm. game. If you're asking me to bet, I'd say I'll bet on it scoring well. Mm. Um, but there's always a chance that, particularly when EA are involved with anything, mm. that that somehow they they botch it. And but this time the studio motive have pulled it out the bag. Looking forward to getting my hands on it, and playing it at some point. Not urgently rushing towards it though. So probably going to be maybe the first time it jumps on sale on the PlayStation store or even it's going to come on game pass within 12 months because it'll be on ea access mm. so i could just buy my time it's not like an urgent piece of story that i need to i've already played it it's yeah. kind, of, kind of similar to the last of us part one i know it's great um at the very least so it's something to worth diving into but no good times for you parky's still not off the block shit i'm just trying to look for his team and i think so company heroes free I believe will be his first scoring game, but he's going to be, mm. you know, within by the time we get to March, he could be four games behind, and then it's it's that mental game, isn't it? You'll be looking down <laughs> the barrel of your scores and think, hang on, how are we going to pull this out of the bag? And that's when silly decisions like Paper made last year of stubbing out Tunic in desperation come <laughs> back and buy it. So you must be well happy with this so far. Yeah, it's you know, it's definitely better to get in front and get your games out and then you just sort of feet up a little bit you feel it's definitely less pressure but you know the great thing that i'm enjoying about this is really you pick your people and it's in the hand lap of the gods like there's no there's no choice involved until you start getting down to those uh those transfer windows but i think the the roster that i've got looks pretty good so i think i think there's one on there which is that one that paper gave me um but oh, beyond yeah. that, I think it looks semi Home semi world. solid. I think there's only one that I'm really targeting to perhaps consider subbing out. Um, but 
I'll chat to paper about that closer to the time. Yeah. Well, we spoke about Kill the Justice League, the Suicide Squad game on the last edition mm. about it being a game, potentially having games as a service elements, whether it's cosmetics or not. Mm. And I was wondering whether that might be, I'm not asking you to give away the game plan, but whether that's something yeah. might, based on that new information, whether that frightens you off. Because they are hard to nail, mm. as we spoke about. Like, if you get them right... They're hard to score as well. Like yeah. Because if they're doing and releasing things... As I think it it's going to be more like the division, where it kind of is, but it's kind of not. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that's all. That's all mm. cosmetics, isn't it? As far as I understand, I don't think there's any mm. stuff you can get. Like, and you can play it cooperatively. I think it's going to be more like that, personally, which kind of mm. is and kind of isn't, but comes with its banana skins potentially. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I had it. There's number nine on my list. That so I, yeah. I was. It kind of does change it, I think, because you go well. Is it just going to get lose five points because mm. it's got that over its head more than anything? Um, yeah, might have to have a look at that. But again, I'm I'm semi relaxed about it. I, the problem is, you make a sub, it costs you five points anyway. Yeah, so it's got it's like <laughs> it's got a, whatever you sub in, it's got to have you know at least six, a banker almost, or you've got to be gambling on that you get at least six points out of it for it to be a net positive decision, yeah. which is a tricky thing to do. No. Absolutely. Well, that's the Fantasy Gaming League update, which we will do as and when required. It's usually on most episodes because simply the games are coming thick and fast and uh, looking forward to seeing how that pans out. Let's get into the main meat here. Um, how do I do this? Do I do... Let's just quickly do the Game Developers Choice Awards. So last edition, I spoke about the Dice Awards, which is like the the industry as a whole's kind of short list of game of the year and, and different categories. And then we've got the Game Developers Choice Awards, which is just those registered as developers. So it's kind of a slightly different audience, but largely the same. And they've announced the, the nominations for all the different categories. Very much similar to, um, to the Dice Awards, really. We've got Elden Ring and Stray with six nominations leading the charge. And God of War Ragnarok has five, whereas Dice had God of War Ragnarok with a few more. Um, nothing really to talk about other than just to mention it, really. I just feel like these these awards should be paid more attention to. They seem to get forgotten about, even though these are the guys that are making it and are in the industry. Probably have... Like they always say, the Keeleys are the Oscars. But the Keeleys are done by the media, mostly, mm. and a bit of the audience. The Oscars ain't done by the audience! The Academy do it. The peers. So let's focus on these ones if we want that. Oh, but there's no game announcements. Well, there you go. That's where we're getting into the slippery slope of that. But game What would you prefer there? I've, I've interrupted you deliberately. Yeah. But if someone said to you, you can have the adulation of the fans or the what adulation of the What makes more money? <laughs> That'll be my answer. Someone can run the data on that. So would you prefer for all the fans to just vote this the best podcast? And yeah. in the industry, they're all looking down at it going, oh, they're talking about bins and getting awards. <laughs> or or would you prefer all your peers to go, the quality of that podcast and the production quality and everything is like excellent, but the mm. content isn't hitting, like isn't the most popular. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, because I'm not saying you can't have both. It could be like a mm. really popular and well-produced podcast. But if you, if someone says you can have the adulation of the fans or the adulation of your peers... What would be more prestigious for you? Look, 
I'm a man of the people. You've got to go with the fans. <laughs> Fuck the establishment, all that bollocks. <laughs> you can stick it up your ass, podcasts, awards, academies, if there's one out there. That's what I'd say. Because then, And then with that, like I said earlier, you're probably likely to get more money. Um <laughs> based on if more people they're the ones that pay the bills basically the pay the bills. but I mean we've, yeah. we've we've spoken about the Golden Joystick Awards which is like the fan one that runs mm. and I think 2021 they gave it to Resident Evil Village and eyebrows mm. were raised and you kind of think well that's the trouble when you leave it in the in the, in the hands of the fans they make some odd dis- decisions but mm. yeah I'm back in that man the people the people's podcast the academy award podcasting realm of snobs. I mean, if Rogan ain't on that, then it's not an Academy worth having, is it? That's the thing. <laughs> he's, he's he's the man, really, when it comes to that. So that would be my answer to it. But Game of the Year, they've got Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Immortality, Pentiment, making its appearance in there, Stray, and Tunic. And once again, Stray obviously crapped mm. on because it don't deserve to be there, according to people. It's about a cat. I wonder if that's anti-cat people. There are people that don't. You don't. It's weird because you generally don't get many people that don't like dogs, right? Mm. But you some, some, get some people, are scared. Atkins are scared of dogs. Reveal that I don't bit get of information it. for Man's people. Man's best friends. Well, like that, that Davey's is, not. Well, I mean, they pick up on that energy or the scent, don't they? So it, if you go in there and go. Look, do what you want. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I mean, it's tricky sometimes because when you see them Rottweilers coming, you go, "Whoa, this goes, <laughs> this goes wrong. I'm in trouble. Whatever happens, so I can't just put on a brave face." But no. generally, that's that's how it operates. But you do find that people just for some reason just go, "Nah, cats are shit," or don't like cats. You go, "Well, what for? What for? What reason?" No, I don't, I don't get, understand it. I don't get. I mean, look, I, I get annoyed if they come and shit in the garden. Yeah. Now, that is an irritation. I've got a water gun now. But that's because <laughs> they kept sitting on the fences aggravating the dog. And I thought, I can't have him slamming his head into the fence because, A, it's an expensive <laughs> bill and I don't want to be... A, it's an expensive bill for the fence, but if he's got to go in the vets yeah. and have splinters removed, then that's like an hundred quid. Double whammy, yeah, exactly. essentially. So they can't be sitting up there teasing him. Um, I don't know why he headbutts things, but that's how he gets gets through his life. <laughs> but generally, I don't, I'm, I'm fine with them. I like them. They're little... If I go in someone's house and they've got a cat, I'm happy mm. to sit there with it and stroke it. They're cute. But well, the, I think if you'd have done a game stray about a stray dog, oh, different, mate. different attitude. Would've... I mean, some might say that they've missed the golden goose there. Like that, That's the ultimate championship. Yeah, that would have got like Elden Ring scores. That would mm. have been inflated for sure. The only thing is with doing it with a dog, I guess, mechanics-wise, they can't be jumping up things and... You know, they're not really as agile. You can... The cat yeah. is more of an interesting, you know, kind of vehicle to players in a game, I would say, mechanically. Because I watched that fucking bully walking around. He don't... He's quick, but he don't really do a lot. Like, he can't really do much. And you I don't know. I mean, if you saw one of my cats, I mean, it's just the most unagile. <laughs> it, looked, it literally looks like... You know, your cats are... Well, I've got two cats. One of them's super bouncy, and I go, yep, can yeah. see him in stray. The other one... You hear him, like, they jump out of my bathroom window and onto the roof of the extension. And it sounds like a bomb's gone off. Yeah. Like, and you go, well, he ain't getting them. He ain't going to last long in stray. No. So he ain't getting up all of them, all them windowsills and whatnot. But, yeah, um, yeah I'll take your point. You, you know, you, it's pretty tricky to get a big old Labrador and go, right, get up there. Yeah. So Ain't happening, is it? Be interesting to see what they do next, the, mm. the developer there. But as we go back to stray, 
don't crap on it, it's fine. And maybe it is the anti-cat sentiment that's doing that. Anyway, that's the Game Developers' Choice Awards nominees. We'll report back on the winners and no doubt have an equally as uninteresting chat about that. The real meat, really, is the Xbox Developer Direct, which took place. Now, just for context, I watched it. I've watched it twice, in fact. I'll explain why in a second. Uh, But you, I sent you the link to the stream, which is about about 40 minutes, 45 minutes long. And I said, here's a roundup of all the stuff. Read that and pick what you want if you can't be asked to watch it. And then evidently you watched everything basically that's available just in piecemeal items. Yeah. And even accidentally watched the sort of extended showcase of ESO, which was about 30 minutes long. Let's just scan through that. Well, so. again, in full disclosure, I did a lot of fast forwarding in that because there is a lot of waffle and a lot of irrelevant like it's like the first five minutes of that clip is just waiting for it to start yeah so i was like what are we doing cut that down properly wow um but yeah i did i didn't i didn't really realize what i was getting into there and i do you know what again full disclosure i was like i've played this game i was like i I don't i mean i say i've played i've played some of that game yeah um i was like do i really need to see yeah do i really need to see the the dlc but i thought should do my research but there wasn't even any real gameplay in it, so that was a waste. Took it a step, took it a step further. So mm. I watched. So initially, I watched it with Adkins on Twitch.tv slash Dimp Digital. Did a live reactions kind of stream for that, mm-hmm. and we were absolutely not paying attention to it whatsoever. We was in there just talking absolute bollocks, taking the piss. Hall was in the chat, and it was just I didn't even download it and publish it on the YouTube channel. I thought that's an embarrassing stream, really. It's just not even close to quality or insight required it was just a it was almost like we'd been pissed up and just gone on there and we hadn't so i don't know what happened there so then i watched it the next day they they basically upload the 4k version of it and i was like right this is probably a better way to do it so i, I bunged it on i said it's 45 or I think it's 44 minutes exactly but minutes mm. long so the actual style i guess of the de- developer direct is the new kind of way in which they're trying to communicate what they're up to i quite liked i said nice and short length was good sort of in this weird like artsy sort of style fine don't don't really care about how they transition from one game to another but i liked the mix of hearing from the developers sort of you know they're obviously egging the game massively bigging the game up and all the features and whatnot but over the top of their their chatter they're showing gameplay examples so you get to see the game kind of working no yeah. CGI took for the most part, but I mean, everything they showed had mostly gameplay in it. Um, they may have had like a little bit of CGI on there because that's my big thing. Like, don't rock up to these things and show me a CGI trailer. I don't care. Yeah. They don't mean anything. <laughs> Not having it anymore. But they. What do they, what they do? Five games in the end in, in the 45 minutes. So I think rather than going sort of chronologically into it, I want to just pick your brains and pick out mm. from you what interested you the most, and then if we and we'll probably I'll touch upon mm. everything. But out of those sort of five games that were chucked out there and you got to see, what mm. interested you or got that brain working the most? Um, I guess the most intriguing game is still Redfall, mm. um, and. Probably for a few reasons. It's because it could be good. Yeah. Uh, but I'm also slightly worried about it. 
because I feel like it's one of those that could go either way. And I don't feel I look at it and I'm like, oh, it's a bit of a a left for dead. I mean, I, I, I won't say it's like left for dead. I mean, it is in terms it's a co-op, but it's it's got that vibe about it. But with vampires and open world and you think there's something there that 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 could be a good experience but there's mm. also something that just worries me slightly about it i i, I don't know I, I feel like they're trying to promise the earth with it and that <laughs> concerns me cause it's kind of like and when i watch all these things they go biggest ever yeah. better ever most ever like everything's always like biggest better. it's always like built from the ground up yeah. and it always just is a bit kind of like come on like is it is it though <laughs> um but yeah i like the look of that um i think it could potentially be i mean if that goes on on game pass for example it yeah. feels like that's a no-brainer okay, for a couple be. of us to, to play um again whether we get the required crowd and organizing that is always a problem so it might yeah. just end up being like me and you or saying again division two all over again yeah um but i like the idea of it i don't think it's the sort of game that you'd play on your own personally it looks like it's going to be definitely a better co-op experience than it is a, a single player um but i like the look of that as always i think forza looks good like you can't you can't say it doesn't um so i thought that that was interesting and then that bloody hi-fi game hi-fi rush mm, i don't know about that i, I it, I don't. I've downloaded it to see what it's all about, mm. um, because it's no arm, no foul. It's on that Game Pass right now, so it looks Stealth, like it could shadow be shadow drops, excitement, buzz, good mm. or poor decision. I think it was quite clever because that's all people were talking about afterwards. Like, oh, I'll get, I get to play this tonight, and because it's, I think it's yeah, because it goes yeah. to Game Pass, like you said, it's the no-brainer for many people. I mean, Ronnie's not going to allow that unless he's committing to finishing it, but most people will try it at least, and you kind of generate a little bit of buzz there. I thought that was really clever, particularly, as I said, because of the Game Pass mm. model that's there. It really just lends itself to, oh, that's quite exciting. I'll jump in whilst yeah. everyone's just buzzing mm. about this, and we'll all see together how good it is. Yeah, I mean, I quite like the idea of going, as you say, yeah, like a shadow drop like that, go, oh, you can go plan out. Like, mm. I, I think that's quite a cool, uh, a cool thing to do. Um, but yeah, it's kind of come out of nowhere, hasn't it? Um, yeah, so absolutely. I think you said you've you've got that there. I've I've got it there, and then sort of see see if it's that. Sometimes just looking for that palate cleanser, and mm. I think could it be ideal palate cleanser territory? That's what I'm looking for because I'm coming to the end of that God of War, I think. Um, <laughs> so I kind of want something just a little bit more, he, he needs... a little bit lighter to play after that. Um, so hopefully it is. Yeah. No, I agree. So just going back to Redfall, we've got a May the second release date coming out. Yeah. Um, which is very close to Tears of the Kingdom, ten days before, in fact. So Zelda <laughs> lurking afterwards is on the Am I gonna dive in and play Zelda day one? That's not a that's not a guarantee. Mm. But if but I know lots of people will, and do they want to be really starting that Redfall and what, not 10 days before? I don't know. I'm just saying if I was yeah. in that crowd, I'd probably just wait until after later on in the year. And then by then, other games will be out. And you think, well, when am I going to get around to playing it? <laughs> the I'm still not completely sold on Redfall. I'm not sure. It feels like... Yeah. I think Adkins may have sent it around and said it, this feels... Or said it to me offline. So it feels like Deathloop from a year and a bit ago where they kept showing it off and people were like, I don't really... 
I don't understand what's going on here or what the purpose of this is or even whether I want to play it or not. Like, it just they couldn't convey the message. When it came out, it reviewed pretty well. I think it sat on an 88 yeah. or an 89, and people were calling it, you know, oh, this is going to be the new platform for video games in the future. Absolute <laughs> nonsense being spouted when that first came out. So this could be another one of those. It's the same developer, Arcane, although it's a different studio within that. It's the Austin branch rather than the, uh, I think it's Lyon for the uh, for the other chaps. But right. um, my, my main issue with this game is, yes, you mentioned it's got the co-op elements. And I think, well, the Division 2, the Division, like I, I know I can get on board with those and enjoy those sorts of games. Here's yeah. the stickler for me. And I don't know if this has been rectified or, this, or if this ever will. The co-op progression, sorry, the campaign progress only persists for the host. And how, I don't know how that works. I don't know how that could work in a group of four. Because effectively, you have to do the campaign mission four times. If you're being fair to every member of the group, you know, and you're all progressing together. I don't know how you feel about that. I mean, that seems like yeah, a massive blower to me. Like the division, division two. Yeah, we will play it. I'll be host. You could be host. If we do a campaign mission, it ticks off of both of us. Great. Yeah. In this, not going to be the case. Concerning. Yeah. I don't. I don't know why this gets struggled with. Hmm. But I don't. I don't quite understand why it's being fixed. That's what annoys me with things like this. We've seen it. Other examples of other games fixing it, getting it right. So why are you getting it wrong still? Yeah, I, I, it baffles me. It really does. I, it, it makes you wonder, doesn't it, whether yeah, like what's going on in them brains? <laughs> I can only assume but, it's some sort of technical thing they couldn't get over or didn't have the time it to. It can't be that hard. Well, it's just tick it off for both of us. Yeah. If I go in that area and I do that mission, it goes, yep, get a great big tick. You might be out of sync with your story. And I'm like, okay, if people, if I'm at chapter six and you're at chapter 12 and we do yeah. chapter 13, I understand for me that's a big problem because I haven't done the other chapters. In that case, yeah. I think, oh, of course it doesn't tick off for me. But sh surely the game can recognise we're both at the same campaign stage. We're both doing this mm. mission. We're both ticking it off and then be mm. done with it. And then we're both... Going through the game naturally, I've got to keep reverting back and saying, "Oh, sorry, Logan, I've run out of time today. We have to do that another week." And you're sitting there going, "Well, <laughs> when am I going to get that ticked off?" I just think it's just yeah. going to create an annoyance. And I know that this may well be Ronnie's brain of wanting to finish things and campaigns and whatnot, but I, I don't know. That just feels, from a multiplayer perspective, generally a poor way to do it in a, in a cooperative environment. Like same with Destiny. I think that ticks everything off as you go when you do it. Like we've. That's the way to do it. If you're going to encourage cooperative behaviour and offer a four-person team, the logistics of going mm. through the campaign in itself would be mm. a nightmare. And maybe the game will have a, a shortish campaign, which is filled mm. with side quests. In which case, it's not really a you know an issue. Or maybe the world changes in, in certain ways, you know, unique to your game. But at that point, we should be doing single player and scrubbing off this multiplayer too, shouldn't we? I mean, I, I think I'm I'm relatively I I I'm not that fussed about I don't know I don't really know how to word it. So if we played for a game and I completed it, mm. but then if I tried to go through it myself, it'd say that I haven't done any of it. I'm not 
I'm not too fussed about that. Does that make sense? I don't. It's not saying that I'm ever going to go, or I'd ever go and do four missions on my own anyway. Yeah. Like, so if you were the host, you'd go right. You're the host. Okay. It, it progressed off. through. You get ticked off, and I'm just essentially in your game doing it with you. Mm. As long as I kind of got recognition for that. Yeah. And that when I went back into your game. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't really know where I stand with it. I kind of just think it's an established... Like, if I went back to Destiny, it wouldn't say I haven't done anything because I wasn't the host. Like, no, do, do you know what I mean? No. It, what you're doing is you're doing the same missions, but you're just doing it together. Yeah. You're not You're not doing it on some... Do you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of just shared progress. It should just be standard. I, just, I don't really understand it. No. So if they... Are you saying that that is definitely going to be the case. As of last year, so they've come out of interviews, Redfall Game is from IGN. Redfall Game designer Harvey Smith told IGN that the campaign progress will only persist for the host of a co-op run. That means if you join someone else's game, complete a level, you still need to complete the same level on your own campaign to progress. So back to your point, if you don't care about your game, your save, your instance yeah. progressing... Yeah, you could in theory just keep jumping into like mine, who's you know obviously going to have a real hard time not allowing that, and yeah, yeah. experience the game like that, and you'll still get all the loot and the shit that comes with it. Mm. Just if you decide to go out on your own, like you may do in the division now and again, just to either just to tweak your weapons and whatnot. Yeah, the instance of your world won't be reflecting mm. the actual progress you've made. Um, and it's more of it. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure there's people that don't give a toss, but. For me, that just feels an aggravation that's not necessary. But, you know, that wasn't even shown the game. Play. That's the thing, we've, we've gone off piece there. The actual what was shown was never suggesting that. But I think it's worth keeping that in mind for people out there that are looking to do this in a group that if you've got people yeah, like I me wish, that are, yeah. are going to cry about progression, then you're going to have to make some compromises or just do the thing over and over again, which if it's good, as we've seen with Destiny, people are happy to do. Mm. So if I'm rewarded for that with decent loot, maybe I wouldn't care about going back in and doing it in your your world. But again, seems like a, a fixed problem. May the 2nd, we will find out, I guess, how that all comes together. And you can't really predict arcane games, so who knows? Mm. Yeah, I think that was the one that intrigued me the most. But mm. again, I think... Yeah, I mean, I, again... I just hope it. I'd like. I want good games. I'd like it to be good and saying yeah. that it gets reviewed well and that we both want to pick up. But it sounds like we'd have to make some sort of concession for Ronnie, which is understandable. Well, Ron's going to be that the happened. host, isn't he? Well, that's it's not even worth starting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what it'll be. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. But like, they showed a good meaty part of it. Like, I will say they sh the way they showcased the game was a little bit pedestrian. They showed a lot of slow moving, like not stealth, but you know, creeping around. And I was like, in it didn't look dynamic, did it? No, in a co-op world, that just mm. doesn't happen because you've got people like Hall screaming off forward and looking for the fight. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe the game's perfectly playable single player, like the like the division is, and it's kind of down to the you know your choice of the players. That may well be a factor when we've not really explored is perhaps a single player option is actually perfectly viable and it's just perhaps i don't know a dungeon or the higher level sort of difficult group missions that you'd you'd want to squad up for it could be one of those where 
you know, beat to beat, it, there's no value in having you or me along for the ride. But when we get to a mm. point where there's like a, a certain, I don't know, clear down area, maybe mm. we can both do. But again, it'll only... You know, to go in to your game, do it and go back to mine. Yep. And I still got the same, so you'd have to do it twice. Yep. I'd go, right, I'll come into yours and do yours and you come into mine. Yeah. Not what I... a pain in the ass that would be. Not ideal for Redfall, but we will see. So you touched mm. on Forza Motorsport and I was wondering how how impressed yeah. or unimpressed you were with this. I think the main, not su- well, surprise was we didn't get an actual release date for it. It just said it was coming 2023. I was yeah. sort of working off the assumption that most of the stuff here would get some level of release date and it did, other than Forza. Um, mm. Hugely, visually hugely impressive. Like certainly looks fantastic as you would expect really for a, a car game on a, on a console I mean, it's no disrespect but they are usually the showcase for the graphical fidelity and whatnot they were waffling mm. on about how the audio is all unique and i was like well come on we don't really need to know about that <laughs> dynamic time of day and weather finally been added so it took eight entries to do that which is good in 2023 uh new physics over 500 cars 20 environments etc etc mm-hmm I must say I was, I was, I warmed up to this a little bit, but always I caveat that comment saying I like motorsport. It's called Forza Motorsport, yeah, but it's it's ain't yeah. true motorsport. This is like it's sort of motorsport light, and there's yeah, it's, it is yeah. It's car collecting to a certain extent as well. But you know, I, it's going to be on Game Pass, so you know for yourself it may just be something you try. But hmm. what do you reckon? I. I have been yearning a little bit for a car game to play. Horizon. Because I didn't... Yeah, I know, but... Arcade to it. I don't know. There's something about Horizon that I've gone off a little bit. And I think what I want is Because you had five of them in under a decade. They fucking saturated the market and went, whoops. They did, yeah. Um, Unnecessary. Greedy. But I kind of think, again, Game Pass, you go, well... No harm, no foul, other than the 150 gig download that it's probably got. Um, but I think I will give it a go. I mean, whenever it arrives, I I do like a driver game. I used to love Gran Turismo and everything. Um, mm. I've been toying with the idea, do I go with something like that? Um, but again, you go, when you got, this is a beauty about having both consoles, is you can just go, well, I could just pick up Forza for free, yeah. basically. It, 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 why would I buy Gran Turismo then? Mm. Um so yeah, I think I think I will give it a go. Um yeah. and see whether that sort of racing piques my interest a bit more than the the horizon stuff. Um but it looks really good. Like yeah. the way that all the you know, they go all ray tracing this and the other. I go, well forget all that. Like how's it actually gonna look on my console? <laughs> but it, it looks like it's gonna look really good. Um and uh sound really good everything's built from the ground up more cars than ever what i said before it's kind of like bigger better built from the ground up stuff um so yeah i I like the look of it yeah i mean i'll definitely read up about what the campaign's like and if it's Mm. if it's not a massive horrible grind and all this i may well just dive into and have that as sort of like a little game to play once a week or whatever because they can be quite therapeutic but yeah i think so but um, yeah, I am looking forward to hearing when the release date is. When it were, sounds like it's going to be second half of the year, to be honest, which is no no great disaster. I know some people cry and say, "Well, oh, they said it was coming in the first half," and it's like, "Well, I know, but 
just wait. Yeah, just just wait. <laughs> Trust me. Just wait. It'll be you'll be better off for it. And that'll be Forza Motorsport turn ten. Working on that to return. And um, we touched upon Elder Scrolls Online, which is uh, basically they were talking about the next chapter, which is the Necron expansion. Yeah. Fantastic. I have a lot of respect for Elder Scrolls Online, despite <laughs> playing through it once and not really yeah. sticking with it. But I was in a different mindset back then, so chances there. I will say the sort of five minutes they showed in the developer direct was, I don't know, it felt like a really good sales pitch to me. I was actually like sitting there <laughs> thinking, cool. Should play this. Yeah, and I had to stop myself and think, no, 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 stop, stop with that nonsense. But there was definitely... I've been talking, we spoke with, with Paper actually a few weeks ago about New World and talked a little bit about doing like a solo MMO, which seems counterintuitive because it's an MMO. But actually, mm. we didn't explore the conversation properly, but we've had it offline a few times about how it's just nice to have a, you know, a, an active backdrop of, of players and worlds, but mm. quest to quest, just sort of going through it on your own, at your own pace, doing your own story, mm. not having destiny dave down your neck saying right we're doing the expedition now you got this level 16 you're like fuck me i've got a race yeah. up to there <laughs> and just going at your own pace so they, look not saying i'm never going to download it and play it again but i thought that was a, mm. a good little pitch and the one thing we haven't mentioned is poor old minecraft legends april the 18th 2023 mo yang at it um they were sort of showing off the pvp mode seemed to be the focus of this mm. looks like it could be a laugh with a few mates but other than that, it's an, a Minecraft game that's been wedged into another sort of genre using that awful aesthetic that we're getting away with these days. Yeah, I don't, the thing is, right, my whole perception on games like that has changed because of Roblox. And yeah. my niece is newly 10 years old and literally all I ever see her playing is Roblox. Yep. And every weekend... Get her on the podcast, yeah. chat about it. Badgering, I don't badgering. know what it is. It's, I, I, it's just a huge sandbox. Yeah. And just people just build. It's just all player, community-built maps and things. It's just a really... But I look at it and I'm like, how's that? Like, what's this? And I said, I think I said like to, to mum and dad, I was like, how much do you think you spent like, on Robux, like the currency in it? And they were like, probably 500 quid at least. <laughs> and it just makes you go well you've got all these companies that develop games for 50 60 pound a pop and you've got something like that that's chucked out there and in you know by a year or two 500 quid spent or something like it just makes you realize it's just reassessed my whole perspective on games yeah um and even something like minecraft i'd sort of look down at it like you did there and go how are we getting away with these graphics but yeah is it it's not aimed at 35 year old me is it that's what i've got to remember it's like there are other markets and segments yeah. that these people are building games for and clearly minecraft has been they've bunged it on ipads and amazon tablets and yep. all the kids have got it from age three upwards yep. you've got that whole market where they're going you can do all this stuff in it and they love it yeah um so that's where it's all going but yeah i mean it's it's certainly not for me in this no. life no, I mean, Legends is obviously a separate take on it, and it's um, mm. sort of like an RTS-type thing. But this particular way they showed off was essentially there were two teams, and the, the idea is destroy the, the other player team's base. But mm. there's AI enemies you can fend off. You can go and, like, round up mobs and stuff and use that to take down the opposition base. You know, it had a bit mm. of, like, um, kind of some MOBA elements to it. Yeah. Um, 
but obviously not. I don't think it was using the sort of traditional free swim lanes that they use. But you know, it comes at April the eighteenth, twenty twenty three. That is, you know, a co op or nothing jobby. Personally, mm. can't see it coming out. But we must say, with all this, this whole thing, just wrapping up the developer direct, the Xbox finally showing out some games for the first half and shadow dropped hi-fi rush we've got redfall coming in may they've got minecraft legends coming in april elder scrolls has got another chapter coming in june i think um and then forza coming sometime this year so that's it's better than last year like if we compare to what we got last year already they've kind of volume wise they're going to be ahead of that in a couple of months so oh, it's such a low fucking bar i know though, i know gonna, like it's it's almost an embarrassingly low bar. Um, <laughs> but this is a good but, foundation for the year. This, you yeah, know, I mean, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, we have to build them up here and give Phil yeah, the benefit a of the doubt. Friend of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope they can just build off this for the rest of the year and keep going. If they can keep churning out even stuff that I might not play. But like Hi-Fi Rush, I've downloaded it and played a few hours. I'm going to now have started it. I'll finish it for sure. Yeah, but yeah. That's a nice little tickler to have just had suddenly. And, yeah, um, that you are not, not expecting, perhaps. No, exactly. So mm. I think it was a good effort from them. And it, given the circumstances, given comparing them to last year, absolutely, we're on a better path, it feels like. Although, mm. as we know, the wheels can come off quite quickly. Anyway, we're going to transition to the last segment of the podcast for this edition. And we've been talking about it a lot recently, and particularly in this episode. I've cited it a few times, sort of dropping little foreshadowing. And also last week, I accidentally mentioned it was in the can, so I gave <laughs> gave away the game. So it had to it come did, out yeah. this week. And it's the Division 2. Logan and I finished the main... Well, it's not even vanilla campaign, because what we found out later on is there's been two or three years of added free DLC, which is great, that we kind of got snarled up in towards the back end and didn't understand what we were supposed to be doing. So that's all coming to you for the second part of the podcast. But we will see you on the other side. Here we are then, back with some game impressions to close out this edition of Idle Game Chat. I'm once again joined by the resident referee, Logan. And we're here to do a double review impressions, whatever you want to call this garbage, <laughs> of The Division 2. Finally, we got through The Division 2 together. I can hear everyone in the background going... What? Like, <laughs> now? What are you Didn't playing the game at? come out three years ago? You would probably be correct. March 2019 was when the game originally released. And mm. we didn't get it at launch from memory. I think we got it when it was 20 quid at some point on the Xbox mm. One at the time. Yeah. And then what transpired was there was a couple of false starts, us <laughs> jumping in and kind of doing maybe no more than five hours and then dropping it. Um, then we got close to new gen or current gen consoles coming out, as in the Series X this time. And there was people, there was like the, we were, we were perceiving there was going to be a patch to unlock the frame rate. And we were correct. So we kind of waited until Xbox Series X came out, gave it another go, I think last year, so over 12 months ago, fell off the horse again. <laughs> and then in the last few months, we've managed to be pressing ahead and, and getting through it. Um, it's been a long process though so we'll get into all that exactly but that's kind of just setting the marker of what we've done here we did both play the division one 
or the original yeah. division, whatever you want to call it. So cards on the table there. Um, oh, I'm going to ask you the question. I don't know if there's going to be any memory here, but <laughs> what's, how do you remember the division, the original? Like, and I'm not, I've not let you go back and watch the old video. I've not even listened to it, but it may be wildly inaccurate now because I think people, mm. your perception kind of changes over time. But the original, because obviously there was something there to drag you back into the second one when the price was right. Yeah, I think I think I remember enjoying jumping into it. I think we played it probably more than we think we did. I think I know we spent a fair amount. Of, I say a fair amount of time. We definitely had a number of excursions into the dark zone. And, mm. You know, we saw the whole campaign through. I think it was pretty much me and you just between us. With I was going to say, was it just us two? Dropped in. I think Adkins might. We might have had a couple of drop-ins, but. Adkins played it with someone else through, got annoyed because mm. they were talking through the cutscenes and said, oh, I'll come back through it with you boys. He did one session with us and then binned it. Yeah. So he went up yeah. for the challenge again. That well, sounds about right. Um, yes. But yeah, I think, you know, we played it through, completed it, did a bit of Dark Zone endgame stuff and then went, yeah, that was all right. And that was my recollection of it. I remember, to be honest, I remember it being pretty close to what we played through in division two i don't think there was anything hugely different about the game and i don't think we should be too surprised about that um but i I think we generally went yeah that was all right pretty much enjoyed that on the whole um so yeah i think when it i think we both pinpointed the division two when it was coming out and thought oh you know we we enjoyed playing through that that first one, we'll do the second one when the price is right. Yeah, that was the key there, wasn't it? When that price was right, it was the. It's not one of them games. In. Yeah, it's not one of them games for us where we'd be like day one, day dot ready, no. pre-downloaded and everything. It was just one of those where it's like fine to play when it when it crops up around that twenty to twenty-five pound mark. I think, which it did quite quickly. I think. Yeah, it seemed to be. I think that happens generally with games. If you're you keep your eye because I think we may have got it off of because um, Xbox you can buy games digitally outside of their Xbox store. So like CD keys have games on there, mm. which are in the UK anyway, pretty good for cheaper digital products, whether it's Steam or otherwise. They they got a few PlayStation, but not many. But they had a lot of Xbox stuff that was historically on there. So that absolutely was um, was something that we were we're diving in on it and it did take us three three maybe four stabs to kind of get through it um i don't know if that says anything about the game other than our own sort of lack of determination at points because there was no i don't feel like there's any reason why we dropped it the few times before other than just uh, i'm yeah, one of those people I, that if i'm not told what to do or when to play i'll happily just let things slide knowing that i'll get out of it because you know me i like to sit there on my own playing stuff so yeah i it, think that was also around the time when Warzone had just kind right. of crept onto the six. So I think I, I mean, I remember speaking to you a couple of times about, right, we're we going to do it. And I think both of us just, it, the motivation had to be there from both of us, yeah. I think. And I, I'm not saying that solely on your side. I think sometimes I was a bit like, well, I'd rather play other stuff. But it aligned eventually for us. I think eventually yeah. we went, right, this is still sitting on my hard drive. When are we going to get around to it? And we went, right, one day a week, that's it, guaranteed yeah. day. We know that's locked in until it's done. And we both went, yep, done. And basically, for it, and it took, let's be honest, it took maybe four months. 
thinking total. It felt like, yeah, it, to be honest, it might even be longer yeah, than that. Yeah, it like, could be slightly longer. But we were very disciplined. And mm. was that because we didn't want to play it anymore because we weren't that enthralled by it? Or were we just being sensible? Because I think we got in a bit of a state without riders, especially at the back end, where we did like a eight to nine hour session to get out of the line and left, left extremely <laughs> like annoyed. In the morning, yeah, we were pissed off that the game had decided to have like a difficult ending sequence. And because mm. it was at the tail end of an eight nine hour session so I think there was lessons learned then not to try and force the issue it was like let's play we'll play for a minimum of a couple of hours once a week yeah. and if we fancy it maybe we'll chuck out a slot I think we may have missed two weeks but it was a good three mm. four month like endeavour to, to get where we were may have even breached into five months so mm. I think that discipline helped the game it helped it from my perspective anyway because I get tired and fatigued with these types of games if I play them too much and there's always that pressure that you think, well, the other person wants to get on with this and get it done. And therefore you're not, yes. you're, you're playing more than actually you want to. Whereas I feel like we were mm. both at least like once a week, no more, no less sort of thing. We we're both happy with that. There was no, I think we both know the science as well. Yeah. Right? Like I can tell when you're getting fatigued and you can probably tell when I'm getting sloppy and things like that. And we're pretty good <laughs> at both going, right. Should we knock it on the head there? So I think, generally for this sort of game and i feel like if we did it any more than we did we would mm. have got fatigued and we would have started to like one of us would have started to be like right we need to get through this now and i know the last couple of sessions i was on at you going we'll, we'll do it this time and you were like mm, i don't <laughs> want to set that expectation um but yeah. yeah it was pretty disciplined i think we we got the time pretty much spot on i mean I, personally from my perspective it's not one of those games that I could probably play for six hours or something, five no, or six hours. Like no. it, there's something about it that just becomes a little bit wearing. Mm. I, I and I don't know why, but um, could I you play? You, could you play something like Warzone for six hours though? No. Yeah, or, or like or, no. just, or just traditional Call of Duty multiplayer. It, are the days no. of six hours stints and anything gone? I guess is what I'm angry about. Uh, broadly, yeah. um, but for different reasons. I think Warzone. I, can't I mean, even yeah. I mean, it it, it gets. Yeah, you know, I can do things. I basically have to break things up. So I was playing the other day, played a few games of Warzone, jumped onto Rocket League, a little bit right. of a palette cleanser, do a little bit of Pentiment, then I can go back to it. But you just start hating it, like if you do too much, you do. You just start yeah. despising it, especially something like Warzone that's largely, uh, you know, you lose more than you win. Yeah. And that's an inevitability on a battle royale. Um, I guess like things like Football Manager, I could probably play for six hours because you're setting the pace. Yeah, it's quite passive, isn't it? You can literally just yeah. sit there and do nothing for twenty minutes. You know, and you can you, just and, go off scouting or yeah, wait, exactly, like, or, yeah. or setting up a set piece routine like that. Something like that. I, if I got into it, I could do yeah easily. But I think gaming wise, I think it's difficult for me to to sit there for that long and do things. Mm. It can be done, but it, yeah, uh, definitely not for division. I think my telly, which is to my left here, as people mm. that are watching it can maybe see in the shot, I think it's got like a four-hour timer on it. Yeah. So that'll flash up after four hours. And so when you haven't, when I haven't meddled with any of the volumes and stuff, which always happens if I'm using a headset because I don't need to. Mm. And when I see that now, I'm often like, okay, now it's time to wrap this up, find the next stage. Mm. Like if I've been playing for that long, I don't often do, but I use that yeah. as a little trigger point. I'm like, I'm probably been, I'm probably on the brink here. If I go much longer, I'm going to start 
getting fed up with things, which is not how mm. I want to be doing it. So I actually use the telly to stop myself from overindulging at times. A little little marker it will set off and say, pack it in. Um, I think it's a I think it's a pretty good system, if you like, to have where for any game, arguably, I think even if you're really enjoying it, if you spend that long on it, it you know, for me, uh, one of the things that I've tried to do, I mean, it, back it when I was playing Call of Duty 4, like the original, mm. it was really easy for me to literally just waste away all day on a game. Yep. Um, but I, I, over the years, I've kind of learned not to do that as much. I still can seep into it and do... I think really four, three, four-hour sessions are about as long as I'll, I'll tend to go. I'll tend yeah. to get fatigued. Yeah. So I guess the, the point of that conversation was to maintain that this isn't necessarily specific to the Division 2. Like Our discipline mm. in approach was... I think we may have played for four hours once tops, but it was usually... Yeah. It's somewhere between two and a half and three and a half hours generally. And I think we kind of both knew that once we'd done a milestone of sorts, we'd be like, right, let's knock it on the head for today. No arm, no foul, and then we'll be back same time next week. And it was a very, it was a very disciplined approach. The other mm. thing to to mention is that in terms of how we kind of went about managing the game, there's lots of different activities to keep on top of: side missions, main missions, collectibles, shade techs, fucking echoes, mobilizers. We were <laughs> based that you handed over the reins of controlling that to me and said you get Ronnie to sort of get us from A to B where we need to go and I'll just follow along. And again, I think, that, I think that helped because when you've got two people squabbling over what you need to do next, you're not going to have a good time, are you? Whereas this was like, right, you do it. And I was like, okay, I'll just kind of logically go into clear down mode, which we did. We cleared down yep. a lot of what this game offers. All the available side quests done, all the main missions done. Um, mm. There are maybe two or three years worth of post-game content that's been bolted onto the back of this, which we went through as well. I think they're actually four separate content updates is the way they rolled them out. We kind of did everything we could. We even yeah. did a weekly invasion, got through that sort of loop, which was uh, something we wasn't planning on doing, but found ourselves halfway through <laughs> where the game hadn't quite communicated to us what, what we were supposed to do in terms of the next main mission. So we'll get to some of those issues there. But here we go. The Division 2. Um, we played... I, I think mine was about 55 hours for my character that I've got on there. So it's quite a you know a long time. Yours was probably about the same. Um, maybe a bit more, a bit less. Because I know sometimes you'll be on there fiddling with your inventory, which I know you like to do without me rabbiting away in your ear hole. Saying, where's on the rude gone? You're like, ain't here, apps. They've changed here. <laughs> it's one of those things. But um, what did you... <laughs> What did you like about this game? Because it's not... Mm. It follows a full... It's, it's, it's clearly angling towards a live service formula, but because it's yeah. third person, I kind of feel like it feels almost fresh in a way, and it's quite grounded. It's you know, it's not sort of wizards mm. and weird shit. It's technology-based combat with a little bit of a glimpse in the future, like the drones and whatnot, which probably do exist, mm. actually. Let's be, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. They are lurking, mm. but there's definitely a little bit of, of futuristic by five, ten years maybe mm. in there. But in, in, in essence, it's set in, this one's set in Washington. So a change from snowy old New York, a bit of colour. Anyway, Division 2, what are we liking? Yeah, so I think you've, you've kind of hit on something there. It's kind of very relatable. I think that's the first thing, and especially, you know, considering the settings and the likeness, I guess, to the situation we've had over the past few years without giving any huge spoilers away. You know, it's basically... 
as a result of a, of a virus and it's kind of <laughs> gone into this yeah and it's just uh, beautifully ironic and some of the things they talk about and everything are, are kind of relatable which i think is quite interesting it would have been you funny play some of this it'd be funny playing it back in 2019 and obviously not knowing yeah. what's coming we probably would have gone what a load of old toss yeah yeah that's what i was right. about to say it kind of seems really far-fetched <laughs> yeah and then after you've been through the the pandemic piece, you go well. Is it because <laughs> yeah, we're far the off? Stuff we're talking about here, trying to find cures and things. It's it's quite interesting. So I like the relatable nature of the game. I think yeah, the point that you make it's quite grounded in terms of you know it's you got the White House and things there, and these sort of big landmarks that you're familiar with. Hmm. The fact that you know it's it's. I mean, I'm reluctant to say it's realistic because I mean, <laughs> them bullet sponges. When you find yourself shooting rounds into into someone, it kind of removes yourself from that. But ultimately, the setting. Yeah. <clears throat> I think the environment's really good. Yes. Uh, that's what one of the things I do really like about it is the environment, the fact that you've got these dogs running around and everything yeah. like that. Um, the core gameplay. No, I'm reluctant to say it's good, but it does what it's supposed to do well. Mm. I think that's the point. I mean, I I, I often find. You know, it's a cover shooter yes. by nature, and sometimes the fact that you're just shooting these bullets and the guns are rather uninteresting, mostly. Mm. Um, you know, you just find yourself sitting behind cover, just shooting others and trying not to die. Um, yeah. But the fundament, fundamentally, the mechanics for the majority of it works, um, and I, you know, I think it wears a little thin as you go through it, but I'm kind of fine with it. But I think. I just enjoy the loop. I think the loop is mm. until a point the bit that I enjoy sort of building a character up, the yeah. usual buzz of picking up an item that's better than what you've got and trying to sort of build your character according to your play style and things. Um, you know, is is the fun part. Um so yeah, I think broadly, you know, playing through the story, some of it's largely pointless, but some of it is interesting. And, mm. you know, Antoine's lurking. We, you know, we've got some characters that we like and things. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's. I'm not going to say it's groundbreaking gameplay or grand, groundbreaking story, because I'd probably say it's sort of like um, good. Mm. But it, it kind of just ticks the box just enough to kind of keep you going through it, I think. Yeah, I'd say that the core mechanics are enjoyable i think that's important mm. it's perfectly playable and functional you kind yeah. of understand what to do what not to do like i push my luck sometimes running <laughs> forward and dropping a turret on people's toes because mm. i don't know i felt like that was a worthwhile risk to take because it really got up them especially if you got it near their spawn points mm. but generally you don't want to be doing that like you kind of understand the rules of engagement are pop out of cover, shoot, get behind cover, reload, try not to take any damage, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And it all works as good as it did previously. Um, mm. I like I like Washington is the change up from the, the map as well because it was just, a, you know, New York's not an uninteresting area because it was just blanketed in snow. Yeah. It got way too samey. And Washington does block get same. the block, wasn't yeah, it? It, it's, it, it was just like block after block yeah. of snowy shit. And it was, it was a very dull... I mean, again, you go back to that setting. Like, that's the scene they're trying to set. But yeah. after you've played it for 40 hours, you're like, yeah, God, that. just a bit of sun or colour or something more interesting wouldn't wouldn't go amiss. Yeah, we've got we've got a nice sunny Washington here with a bit of colour. Mm. Uh, one yeah. thing that I think we definitely both found frustrating was the when it was wet 
and windy and raining, <laughs> you couldn't see anything. Now, some people claim realism, but when you're trying to get through a fucking in-game mission of high gear scores being required and little mistakes, it's a it's a frustrating time. You just you're just looking at red sort of icons appearing open. You're hitting them. So, but we said that half the time, didn't we? Yeah. We sit there and go, oh, apps, I don't know about you, but I can't see anything. I'm literally shooting I'm where shooting. the red dot <laughs> yeah. for the enemy is and just getting hit markers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that was a bit of a, a blower. Um, and yeah, I like the general loop of it. I actually enjoyed the sort of second phase of the game, if you will, because there's a point where yeah. your leveling goes from sort of one to 30, which is like the core game, and then. I know it's even an end game situation because it feels like there's about at least the sort of not quite half, but a third mm. of the game left kind of in this in this change. When you hit level 30, it goes to a what people recognize as a, as a traditional gear score. You know, each individual item has its own score and that contributes mm. to your kind of overall power level, if you will. I actually really enjoyed that part of it as well. That change felt like it came at the right time, albeit if it was clumsily implemented in that mm. you kind of got to this stage where we felt I was making a lot of progress and it kind of reset everything. And I was like, well, why has that suddenly happened? You know, but outside of that, once we, once you kind of reset and you go into these world mm. tiers, which have a cap on the gear score for the enemies, it made sense. But I do feel like both of us were struggling to understand it to start with. I don't think, I think it's the general problem with the games. It doesn't, it wasn't clear necessarily how things were working or where to go next, and what what the weekly invasions were, where the next main campaign were, side quests, but pulling it back to the the change in the gear score, that wasn't particularly well explained either. It was kind of like, what are these world Mm. tiers? Do we have to do the world tier change? Can we just stay here? None of those questions are answered until you sort of took the plunge and went down that road. But I don't know if you agree or disagree with those sentiments. Yeah, I think the one thing with the... Because you're much more experienced of... in these type of games than me. I'll just come along for the ride occasionally with people. So this is no, the, Logan's you're, area. You're bang on. I think I was just a bit confused why, you know, because they give you like these, once you hit level 30, you get this like specialism that you can choose yeah. that, that then creates this sort of branch and you get a, you know, a new special weapon to use. And yeah. I was just, after, once I got there, I was like, this is fun. Like, why have we not had this from the start why can yeah. I not work through the different specialisms and play around with them as I go <clears> through the game it just yeah. seemed like a bit of a it seemed like a good thing but I was just confused why we didn't get that from the start or at least earlier through the game so I think it would have been interesting to use some of that as you went through it so it was kind of like a good change it was something yeah. different to do but I just I was just like why haven't we had this earlier from day dot yeah. or, or from day um, dot yeah I mean it's a strange I don't know, it's kind of... I've seen a lot of games do it. Um, I played New World, it's an MMO, it's got, I think it's level 60, the level cap. Mm. Once you get to that stage, it goes to gear score. So it's quite Mm. a common, I guess, mechanic in there, but... Um, I'm fine with the gear score, yeah. Like and, and that, it was just kind of like. So I picked a class that gave me a crossbow, mm. and pretty much throughout the whole game, I was going, "Can you imagine if this game had a crossbow? Uh, it would be much fun that would be." Yeah. Like it just adds, and I feel like sometimes the weapons in the division are just a bit dull. Yeah, like understandably, but just adding some variety and something a bit more interesting just sort of added another layer. And I was yeah. like, I've already played thirty hours or something at, <laughs> at this. least. Like yeah. at least, like where's why have I not played thirty hours with a choice of a crossbow or something else? Like it, I, I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I that agree was just with that. Overriding it, feeling. It felt like it was a bit of a day late and a dollar short to introduce like stuff that genuinely was fun to use. Like I had a mm. little grenade launcher I could use, and my turret I could upgrade to have artillery or like a yeah. mortar type fire. And I was like, this is amazing to use. And mm. we're kind of at the back or the arse end of the game, and only now getting to use it. And the frustrating thing with that is that, as with many of these games, it reuses locations, reuses you know, areas that you've become familiar with just changes the enemy or the enemy type or the level of the enemies. I was mm. like, this would have been really cool to use in some new and exciting areas. Now, I must say that in some of the stuff they've added since launch, so the, the post-game contents, there are new maps that have become available. They're not like big sprawling cities, but there are new cl- locations for you to go off on a, on a, on a mm. um, helicopter to go and explore. So they, they kind of have done it, but... Again, you at that point you're thirty, forty hours deep, and you're probably thinking, "Christ, where have they where have they pumped all this into?" Um, but I appreciate they at least they at least made that change because had they not, and it stayed on the standard, you know, level thirty, it would have been a bit, it would have been very boring, I think, at that stage. And they, they clearly recognised that, you know, we're going to make a change here and and actually offer you some new items to play around with and. Like you said, new gear, new sort of gear to play around with and level up. Yeah, I mean, it, I think that's just the thing throughout. Is I felt like a lot of the gear was pretty hollow. Like, mm. there's a lot of focus on these games about harmonising the right gear with the right, but ultimately it just feels like you just need the numbers. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's all you end up doing. You just if it's a higher score you put on. I think that's the thing that I'd like to see it do a bit better going forward. Is somehow make like there's a whole crafting system yep. and you can do a whole load of other stuff, which I have to admit seemed pointless, mm. but I, I, I don't understand why it's in the game. Yeah. Well, to be fair, there was, a, I actually did the, I think the second world tier we went on, I crafted all my armor and all my weapons, mm. you know, using the crafting thing. And what it did is it kind of gave me my gear score almost to the max of the current world tier level. Um, so rather than relying on picking up, um, I don't say I was using a sniper rifle, picking up another sniper rifle that was a higher score, I could just craft mm. it out of the gate. But obviously they don't want to give you the top number because it would be too easy just to craft things. Um, perhaps, again, it, I think it's, it suffers with the same problem that a lot of these games tend to, is that it's system on top of system yeah. related to system over there. But you can also buy it in the shop. Then you can dismantle it and use those components for uh, to craft it. But if you craft this version of the same weapon, you get these components. It's just like I don't know what I'm. I don't know what the how to even efficiently manage this. I'm just going to never yeah. craft anything. And at the end, I started using it. And I, I fortunately had enough resources to do it a couple of times. But it was just too much at one point, and I was like, you know what? I don't know what's going on here. I don't. I don't understand mm. what this. You know how you can you can kind of build your character towards. You know, there's different colours, wasn't there? There's was like a defence yeah, colour yeah. and an attack colour. And I think the, the the yellow or the golden one was to do with your special, your your core ability. And you could like buff that. And I was like, I don't need to be doing this. Yeah. And that's one thing I do appreciate. In the end game sort of situation, it was mm. it didn't feel impossibly hard. Like it weren't it weren't these destiny raids being chucked out there. It was all it all felt doable if we were sensible, which I appreciate yeah. because when it started turning, do you remember I was like, Logan, they're gonna make this impossible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already getting tired of this and they're going to make it impossible and it's got to be min-maxed mm. and there's going to be all these... And it wasn't. It was yeah. perfectly fine and doable. It's fair. And we got through the content without much, you know, over... Like not not an overly resistant. I think we died a few times, but... 
Yeah. Nothing to get stressed about. Yeah, I just think it felt largely inconsequential. Like yeah. it doesn't really matter whether you're too far under level or if you're at the right level, like what it all just felt a, a bit superficial, I think, in terms of the numbers. And I'd just like to see a bit more consequence on it, really. Once it I, harder. I said I wanted it easier. I don't want I don't want the Do you want Outriders I, back? The one thing that I was thinking, right, yeah. was some sort of class-based system. It's kind yep. of like, rather than just going, you pick a character and then everything's there so that, you know, both you and I could have turrets, both you and I could be healing. Yeah. Like, you should be, say, right, you your character is a healer mm. or you're an assault player or you're a tank. Like, I feel like that kind of, you can choose already up front what sort of character you're going to be and that will give you abilities and techniques like technology and things that support that class. Mm. Um, I just feel like that might be a bit more of an interesting way to play the game. Like it, I think the thing it struggles with is it's kind of like everything's available, yeah, yeah. which you could say is a good thing, but just trying to pull that back into like something a bit more manageable with it, I think would be beneficial because it just feels like, all, as you say, there's all these things, defense, special attack, this yeah. and the other, you know, colors, you know, you know as we start getting into it, you, you go beyond sort of like the, the legendary yellow color or whatever, and you go into like this green color and it's like, well, where's oh, this come from? Like, it, about, yeah, but it's, I just think something to just refine it a little bit and then some meaningful crafting system, if it's going to be in there, then like I should only be able to craft certain items or I should be only able to buy certain items or mm. I should only be able to pick up items from certain missions. Again, you're just saying, well, you can sell stuff, you can deconstruct stuff and have parts and money. It's kind of like, where do you, I think the thing that I always struggle with is where do I focus it? Yeah. Like, because anything, anything and everything goes, which is, a, you could say is a positive, but I find slightly overwhelming. Um, mm. That's, that would just be my thought on that whole system ecosystem i do wonder whether it's a symptom of it being solo and up to four players like having to balance it for someone on their own for example i don't know who wants to play this on their own well one of the and you know i just don't it's short surely it's got to be a minimum two person jobby thing Yeah. yeah i think that's one of the good things that destiny did when they were doing this was they went look this is the amount of people you need. Like, if you ain't can got you that, imagine, you're probably going to do Can you imagine if we got to second from last mission and it said, right, need four players for this suddenly? Well, been- I know what you're Yeah, yeah, But it's, it, it, Destiny set the expectation earlier when you need yeah. three players to complete all this. So you yeah, play yeah. through it as a three. And we'd, I'm sure we could have dragged someone else along for the ride. Well, they wouldn't even let us in their own clan. They weren't going to reinstall it in bloody play for a mission with us bastard but do you see what i mean though it's like, it's like it's i get what you mean it, yeah it, but everyone knows that going be. in or they should know that going in um, yeah but i maintain i'd have been royally fucked off had i arrived towards the back I agreed. end yeah and it does some poor matchmaking you get some oh. idiot in there who's fucking it all up yeah i mean that that would be the worst of both worlds but <laughs> i think yeah, I agree. It probably is trying to cater to all audiences, but it just feels a bit because it's doing that. It feels a bit um, mm. unplanned. Like you're not playing it. You don't know how they've intended to for you to play it. So therefore, you're not really sure what you should be doing with it. Yeah, and it doesn't guide you along 
along the way as to what it thinks you should be doing. It kind of just leaves you to it. Yeah, no, it's it's fair comment. Um, it's not easy though, I guess, to balance things like that and have it so that you can play, you know, from one players up to four. There's always considerations that they've got to mm. factor in. I wonder if ultimately that the they want you to say right once you get to the final world tier, here's the here's the top gear score level. Then build your perfect soldier mm. towards that because everything else gets chucked away as as it does with these level based games. You're chucking yeah, away yeah. the last thing. So really, mm. you can only focus on that sort of ultimate version of your character once you know the ceiling is not going to move again. Um, mm. Yeah, true. But I don't think we had any intent to max level. We just wanted to get through the through the content at that time. Um, mm. So we've already kind of transitioned to some of the things that we perhaps didn't like. I mean, and I mentioned it earlier, the lack of kind of continuity between the core game, the what serves as the end game, but comes probably a little bit earlier than that. And then also the bolted on post-game content, which has been there for a, a number of years now, left me fumbling around in menus, trying to figure out exactly what we're supposed to do. Because I think our mission statement was do the collectibles, do the side content, do the main missions... Anything else that's interesting, we'll try once. Like, we'll do a Dark Zone mission once. We didn't even go into it, I think, again after that. I think we did it once. So mm. that kind of really interesting potential dynamic mode we pretty much binned this time around. But where mm. we were quite focused on doing story and side stuff, the game kind of tripped over itself. And you probably won't have seen it because you weren't in the menus trying to figure out what's going on. But you verbally would have heard me going, I don't know what we're supposed to be doing here, Logan. Like, I can't work out where we go next, who we're supposed to go and see. And then just to top things off, there's side missions that are hidden for some reason. They decide to implement that, thinking that people are going to scratch around in the every last inch of Washington to find it. So I found the whole transition between each of the relevant phases really annoying, to, to be to be mm. frank. Um, but that was because I was sitting there trying to manage it all, and I do breathing down my neck going, what are we doing next, apps? And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> To know, be honest, give me a minute. It, I'm quite happy, and you know when we've played these games before, I'm like, I'll let you dictate proceedings in what goes in what order because I know Ronnie's quite particular about that. But it really is a saving grace in this game because it's even I even struggled at times, didn't I, to go? I don't, I don't know where you've gone. <laughs> like the biggest problem by far is that map. Like, yeah, it's, I don't know why it's so unclear like where people are and what's next like it's, it's diabolical it's so filled up with shit mm. it, it really is a minefield to try and try and navigate um so i am relieved that you took on that burden but i can fully appreciate why you probably hated every moment of trying to figure all that out because they, they certainly don't make it easy and no. you know to, to that point around those hidden missions, we spent a good morning, didn't we, oh. between us, trying to figure out <laughs> Which... what fucking missions we had and hadn't done between oh, us. God. And then where these hidden ones were that we hadn't done to go back and do them. Yeah. And eventually we figured out that I think there's three that we can't do. No. And it is, but that was just ludicrous. There's no reason in at all in, in these games why side missions should be hidden away. It's ludicrous. No. I, I can't fathom it. Well, yeah, Outriders did it as well. There was a hidden one that wouldn't appear unless you did a couple of specific things. And I was like, mm. I remember seeing the achievement for that and it was on like 99%. I was like, what have we done there? We've done everything that's on the map. Mm. I think we even went back and replayed a mission on Outriders because we thought it yeah, had ticked did. it off. And it yeah, turns out it did. was one of these hidden things. I'm like, what are you, mm. what are you doing? Why do you I do things like that? I don't understand it. It's, it's like... 
just relying on luck. Or I don't right if it's, if it's fucking Elden Ring where nothing is told for you to, for, for yeah. most of the game. So okay, I understand. I'm gonna have to scratch around to find things here in a game like The Division or Outriders where every th- other thing is just listed on the map free of charge. You just you know you just direct exactly where to go. There's a waypoint that comes up showing you the route. Why mm. bother introducing hidden little missions that you you won't find unless you scratch around in very specific areas i just don't understand that because it's not one of those games it's not an explore even the mobilize appear on the fucking map when you get near them they tell you where they are they're supposed to be hidden or or collectibles it's kind of like you've made this Mm. choice and trained us just to follow the map if it ain't on there it ain't getting done is it for the most part exactly yeah you just work through it yeah it's bizarre i completely agree and the other thing that i think pissed us off both quite a bit was out in the open world when we're trying to do said activities whether it's a control point or taking down a bounty for example towards the back end of the game the the map seemed to get far more populated with skirmishes that were taking place in close proximity to activities and Mm. as we mentioned this is a cover-based shooter so you want to know your enemies in front of you so you can sit in your cover and sort of hide as best you can when you need to when you've got a skirmish that's happening behind you or, or in front of you as well, we got pincered a few times because for some reason a scuffle broke out nearby and then they'll train their eyes on us and we're like, right, we're exposed here because we've got these geezers in front of us and these hounds behind us attacking <coughs> us, trying to blow us away. And it just seemed like that became more and more of a uh, an issue as the game went on. As, as more and more activities were sort of just layered on top of one another, we were consistently getting snarled up in struggling skirmishes it was somewhat fun like the first time but i was like i just want to get to this mission part again and i'm having to deal with this war between all these different factions yeah it it wasn't even necessarily that they just blurred and blended into one another yeah you'd you'd be taken on one side there goes a supply drop kicking off now like what's going on here that's not on the map yeah and you're sort of trying to work your way through it and you're going well what's next bounty in the area oh what the hell yeah (laughs) And it's yeah, it just become a bit too uh, too chaotic. Mm. Um, so yeah, and it's sometimes when you just want to get something done as well. But I, I said it multiple times, didn't I? It's like give me a vehicle or some method yeah. of transport yeah. to encourage me to go through this world a little bit quicker. Because expecting me just to walk everywhere mm. is or run is irritating, and there's no way of avoiding these people. We tried sometimes, didn't we, just to run past, and then I just. The first person triggers, yeah, triggers it, and then all of a sudden the person behind is just getting the arse shot off them. It, and it's just, it's like there's enough going on here. Like really, I I want that outside piece when I'm not in missions to be relatively quiet. Yeah, like, I don't want the stress when I'm travelling between stuff of having to deal with all this crap mm. as regularly as I had to. No. Um, so yeah, I think that that did become a bit irritating, didn't it? Yeah. To the point where you just go, we're just gonna have to try and avoid this as best we can. Yeah. Don't you know? Keep your head down and, and nose clean, and don't get involved. Take a wide berth around anything because it might just cause chaos that we didn't want to didn't want to have to deal with. Um, mm. Any other things you didn't like that we haven't touched upon, or even did like? I guess anything that we may have missed in the earlier part. No, I think you know the main things were just. Uh, us trying to figure out the story and um mm. you know the the, the you know the, the core mechanics are fine like i'm i'm fine with all that stuff um yeah nothing else i think i need to call out no from my perspective actually one thing i should mention we played it on the xbox series x 
and it was a 60 FPS patch. Ran on my system anyway beautifully. Mm. Um, I think we had one session where we had a few connection issues. Uh, but that was one over what? Two dozen, three, you know, it could have been you yeah, know, yeah. 20 or 30 mm. sessions. I think there's one where you dropped out perhaps randomly that neither mm. of us could understand why. But generally, the game ran, from my perspective, really well. Like, nice, slick 60 FPS, which kind of vindicated us for waiting and for that patch to go in. And it looked, for the most part, pretty good for what it was. Um, it's a last-gen game. Yeah. Obviously, wasn't wasn't spruced up in any way. I think they may have pumped the resolution slightly, but generally served its purpose and performed really well. Didn't notice any major bugs. I think we got caught on the geometry a few times. Um, <laughs> getting stuck and and we slag off the falling mechanic because it looks so weird when you drop yeah. half a meter and they go and throw their arms up in the air and snap back it's all a bit it sort of happens in slow-mo a bit doesn't yeah. it it, like it doesn't look very natural but that's just part of the division no <laughs> or gameplay that's the way it happens yeah. isn't it um, well I've got nothing else to add other than to ask some of the poignant questions about this gaming gallery mm. and Obviously, obviously, as usual, we pull outside the outside of the doors. Electric car, so that those emissions aren't being pumped in there before you get us on that. Uh, although they are sight, there's a guy up the road that's got one. Now you've got run mm. over by him. You can't hear him. Well, it's a problem. How are those guide dogs going to get on with that? Or do they watch? I don't know. Are they are they suss it out? I imagine they use their ears. But anyway, going off on tangents as we usually do. Um, do we get out the, the keys and wander into this gallery and start to look at where it could potentially be showcased in your your own personal exhibition? Uh, yeah, I think we do. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a shame if sixty hours and it doesn't even make it <laughs> make it through the doors. Um, so yeah, I think from my perspective, it, it, we definitely go in. Yep, same here. I'll I'll chuck it in there. I'm not. A- not against this finding a way into the showcase somewhere. So we've arrived at your lovely exhibition that you've got full of all these fantastic, great games, and they're all categorised in with your own personal kind of opinion and grading on them. Where does the Division 2 sit for Mr. Logan? So I'm going to put the Division 2 in all its glory into silver. Silver? Yeah. Lovely jubbly. I think just for, I guess, a little bit of rationale, I think, you know, everything in there, the core gameplay, you know, there's nothing fundamentally wrong with it or technically wrong with it. I think there's, you know, some gripes around how they've structured the end game. I I think we discussed it off after we completed it and we sort of said, I wonder if that would have appeared slightly less bitty if we'd have done it at the time. Um, But it definitely felt a bit, yeah and uh yeah you know i think it does everything it intends to pretty well but doesn't really excel to the point where i think it would probably go into a a gold or or a platinum rating um the majority of my time was pretty enjoyable you know some frustration with it but yeah overall enjoyed my time in the game yep i will be slightly harsher and drop it in that bronze category um the and again i think you raise a good point at the end there about had we played it as the content was rolling out live mm. back in the day would it have made more sense almost certainly we would have not been as lost mm. in some of the end game or the, or the later game or even the post update stuff but where they they just haven't put any effort into kind of bring a new player along for mm. the ride 
as as we play it played it kind of in our in our time sort of three three yeah. and a bit years after release so i have to ding it for that because i found that highly frustrating trying to manage and deal with all that and keep you happy mm. and get us into the right place where we need because like i mentioned earlier we did a weekly invasion by accident because yeah the tracker yeah. said it basically says like a priority of what you should do next. It suggests like a side quest or a main quest. And it's mm. suggesting these invasion missions. And I was like, oh, maybe you've got to do that to unlock, you know, the next main mission. Turns out the yeah. weekly invasions reset every week. And it's like, it's a, it's the live service or continuous element of the game in that once you've done it for that week, you get a, you get a reward for that week, you know, like you would mm. in many other games. And then that's your lot. You're off. It doesn't doesn't actually do anything. You get some nice gear, but it doesn't progress or unlock mm. any sort of new content. And we got snarled up and did that. Did like five missions. I was like, Logan, I'm sure we've done these missions before. And was like, well, we're not too sure. Mm. And then the final like crescendo mission was like, no, we definitely have done this before. This is now nonsense. Mm. Turned out the main mission we were trying to go was off one, on one of these kind of off main off Washington maps, and for some reason wasn't showing on the sort of like main map area that there was a mission there available because we hadn't walked 10 yards further before mm. coming out of it. And that was just one example. I mean, it was happening. You didn't have to deal with it too much, but it constantly I was grappling with where to go, who to see, how to kind of maximize this and get to, get to some of the more interesting stuff rather than redoing bits and pieces. But mm. like we mentioned, the core mechanics are sound. It's, I think it's been a reasonably successful franchise, at least from my perspective. I've enjoyed both the games, and they're not—they're not really my style of game, but they've done mm. a good job of keeping me sucked in there. So, a bronze for me on the Division Two, a silver from Logan on the Division Two. The only question left is that we've got this—the Division Heartland that's touted to be <laughs> released, free to play. I believe is the the aim of the game. There's also a mobile version. We'll ignore that, but. What's the appetite for Heartlands? If I mean, I need a, I'd need a rest, I think, is the first thought on it. Um, but yeah, you know, I I, I enjoy the game. Mm. Uh, you know, it's not without its uh, faults, and I think that menu system or anything is, is diabolical. Um, but, you know, I, I, I like it. So, mm. yeah, I think it definitely... I'd be definitely interested in picking it up again, yeah. but with a with an adequate break in between. I agree. We we've been talking and discussing potentially getting the expansion, which is the Warlords of New York, which takes you back to the New York map. Um, mm. but I think we both agreed that's got to be on at least a fifty percent offer for us to do that. So we may jump back into the Division Two and perhaps return with thoughts mm. on the Warlords of New York expansion. So keep your ear to the ground here for everything Dimp Digital. If you've made it this far in Idle Game Chat, we appreciate your eyes and ears for this episode. But nothing more for us to say here other than thanks for your time and ta-da. This was a Dimp Digital production.